0: Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen.
1: Hello, Mark. Hi, Mike. For years, at least in my practice, uh, H2 blockers uh, were the go-to drug for dyspepsia and and GERD. They've been replaced by proton pump inhibitors. Uh, These are drugs that effectively block gastric acid secretion by irreversibly binding to and inhibiting the hydrogen-potassium ATPase pump that resides on the inside surface of parietal cell membranes. These protein pump inhibitors are most effective when the parietal cells are stimulated to secrete acid Postprandially, suggesting that we take these before somebody has their first meal in the day. The amount of hydrogen potassium ATPase present in the parietal cells is greatest after a prolonged fast. Uh, so again, uh, first meal of the day is the marker. These should be taken before that. And most individuals, a uh, once daily dosing is fine. The choice of a specific oral protein pump inhibitor is often determined by patient preference or perhaps the insurance coverage. A systematic review of the effectiveness of different doses found no consistent difference in symptom resolution or esophageal healing rates among different uh, uh, proton pump inhibitors. And many people many people become dependent on these medicines to relieve their symptoms. In fact, it is in in my practice a little uh, confusing. I don't know when to stop. And even when I do suggest that we taper people off of their proton pump inhibitors, there's often huge resistance from the patient. You found a poem. It was from the journal gut. It starts on page 16 and it attempts to provide us with some information on a very interesting association the question is, is there an association between gastric cancer and the use of proton pump inhibitors? This could be a very important news, Mark. What do they say?
2: Yeah, this is interesting and hits close to home because I'm one of those people who (laughs) takes a PPI. And uh, so PPIs can cause hypergastronemia and that can in turn lead to hyperplasia of the gastric mucosa. And there have been studies, previous studies that have found an association between PPI use and gastric cancer. Now, I think this is the best study to date uh, since it addresses several potential sources of confounding uh, better than the previous studies. So they started with over a million people who'd gotten a new prescription for a PPI between 1990 and 2018, so a long period. They found another 220,000 who got a new script for an H2 blocker like ranitidine during the same period. This is one of the strengths. The previous studies had compared PPI users to non-users. And as you can imagine, PPI users may have risk factors that are both risk factors for GERD and gastric cancer, like alcohol use, tobacco use, obesity, things like that. So, you know, that that would be, actually obesity wouldn't be one of those, but certainly some dietary and, and, you know, smoking and, and alcohol use. So this is a better comparison group since it avoids what we call confounding by indication. So they matched patients using propensity scores which means they tried to find people who looked alike, except that one got a PPI and one got a ranitidine. And they incorporated a whole bunch of potential confounders, age, comorbidities, tobacco, alcohol use, medication use. And they still found in this fully adjusted model that there was a significantly increased risk of gastric cancer in PPI users compared to uh, H2 receptor antagonist users. The hazard ratio was about 1.5. The number needed to Harm, therefore, is around 2,000 after five years. So 2,000 people taking a PPI for five years, you have one additional gastric cancer. That is about 1,200 after 10 years. Uh, The risk increased linearly, so the longer you used it, the greater your risk, and the higher doses were associated with higher risk. So if your cumulative dose was higher, your hazard ratio could exceed two, uh, which would be a lower number needed to treat or number needed to harm, of course. So bottom line, I think this is the strongest evidence to date that there is a small but clinically significant increase in the risk of gastric cancer for patients taking a PPI. The number needed to harm is about 1,200 over 10 years on average. Uh, physicians starting antiacid therapy, therefore, I think should start maybe with an H2 receptor antagonist. And if you're given a PPI, use the lowest dose and duration possible. Try to taper back to an H2 receptor antagonist if you can. And it really, you know, we, sometimes these PPIs, I think, paper over uh, bad habits. And so working with patients on, you know, their meal structuring, alcohol use, tobacco use, those things can, are other ways to help with GERD symptoms and may help them avoid having to use PPIs for a longer period. I should add that there was another recent study in the same journal using data from a Korean registry, and they had similar findings.
1: I think there's even recommendations to uh, to take a break, a holiday uh, mm-hmm.
2: annually to perhaps give the, the stomach a chance to recover. I think that makes sense. And, you know, it, it is a bit of a, a thorny dilemma because, you know, we've also had studies that show that high dose PPIs can reduce the risk of Barrett's esophagus progressing to esophageal cancer. So, you know, you, you're reducing one cancer risk, you're trading off for another cancer risk. Neither is an particularly great cancer to get. And so, um, you know, it's, it can be tricky. And I think that uh, going forward, you know, we have to think carefully about our patients' individualized care. And, and as we said earlier, work with them to try to minimize the, the dose of PPIs.
1: One other thing, you did mention that the comparison group here was a group taking ranitidine. And, and we should remind listeners that ranitidine has been withdrawn from the market. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk again in
2: a week. Sounds good.
0: Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem.